0: collected works number 266 the first volume of three volumes in that collected works number by Rudolf Steiner it is uh, entitled from the esoteric school esoteric lessons given from 1904 to 1909 translated by James H Hines I'm reading this in sections so there's multiple esoteric lessons in each section this is uh, section 14 I believe and it begins with esoteric lesson given in Berlin on October 18, 1907, and record A are notes from Paula Stritzik, record B notes from the collection of Fred Pepik, record C manuscript from Camillo Andri. In many manuscripts there is a second part to this lesson concerning the esoteric significance of the cross, which because of other related manuscripts belong to the lesson of November 1, 1907. Record A. In November 1879, a victory was achieved on the astral plane. Michael defeated the spirit of hindrances, Mammon. In the physical realm, this battle has yet to be fought. Michael will fight with the spirit of darkness for another 400 years. We, pupils of the esoteric school, are called upon to spread light and spiritual life during this period of time. Dr. Steiner received the assignment to announce this from the Masters of the White Lodge. Mammon, the spirit of hindrances and darkness, has countless helpers who incarnate in bacteria. Fear of bacteria, as well as the struggle against them by doctors, is entirely justified. Michael gets his power from the sun, S.U.N. Gabriel, prepared for the Michaelic age, he gets his power from the moon. Ariphiel gets his power from Saturn. He ruled the earth at the time of Christianity's emergence and until approximately one hundred and nine years after. Anael gets his powers from Venus. He ruled the world until the time of Constantine the Great. Great devotion prevailed under him. Martyrs and catacombs. Zakaria gets his powers from Jupiter. His power began at the time of the migration of the nations. Dissolution of the West Gothic Kingdom. Bracket, Raphael. Mercury. Close bracket. Samael. Gets his powers from Mars, so to speak, militant religiosity, the Crusades, etc. After the age of Michael, under whom present day spiritual life reigns, an age of Ariphial will begin again. An esotericist must acquire knowledge of esoteric facts. Ariphial, the decisive battle. Spirits of Mammon incarnated in microbes. Study necessary. End of record A. Record B. Aruphiel takes his powers from Saturn. He ruled at the time of Christianity's emergence until around 109 years after Christ. Aniel takes his powers from Venus. He ruled until about the time of Constantine the Great in the 5th century. Under him great devotion was developed. See the martyrs, life in the catacombs. Zachariah takes his powers from Jupiter. His power began at the time of the migrations of the peoples. The dissolution of the West Gothic kingdom occurred under Zachariah. Samael takes his powers from Mars, a militant religiosity developed under him, crusades and so forth. Michael takes his powers from the sun. As Gabriel, who preceded Michael, who rules today, takes his powers from the moon. After Michael's regency, a regency of Orifia will again follow. An esotericist should acquire a knowledge of these things. A victory over Mammon, the spirit of hindrances, was won by Michael in November of the year 1879 on the astral plane. Mammon, the spirit of hindrances, who is defeated in the spirit, must now also be defeated on the earth. We must help to do this. Michael, who rules for approximately 400 years like the others, will be replaced again by Orifiel. Then a terrible battle will burst into flame. In order to help the good forces to victory, present-day theosophists will develop into helpers of Michael. Mammon has millions of spirits as helpers, they are incarnated in microbes and bacteria. Fear of them is well-founded. It is not an accident that bacteria are now researched and investigated so much. When Oriphiel is surmounted, then there will be peace. How soon that happens depends on us, the helpers. Studying is just as necessary as the exercises we must study and exercise in order to equip ourselves for battle a single meditation often is more effective than many deeds in the world that outwardly appear very great those who cannot study very much should study the little that they can very should study the little that they can very earnestly it is a sin when someone offers resistance to spiritual wisdom The end of record B. Record C. Arifiel, Saturn. He has his powers from Saturn. Before and after the century of Golgotha, until 109 years after Christ, is the spirit of darkness. Anael, or Ananiel, Venus, Age of the Martyrs, Constantine the Great, Zachariel, Jupiter, age of the migrations of the peoples dissolution of the gothic kingdom Samael, mars age of the crusades and of the strong powerful germanic peoples militant religiosity gabriel moon until 1879 michael sun 1879 to 2300 mammon will be overcome by michael Arifio, then the decisive battle. In November 1879, the god Mammon was defeated by Michael on the astral plane. This battle must still be fought on the physical plane. Mammon is, in part, incarnated in bacteria. He has countless helpers. All perversion and depravity are from him. It is a sin against the Holy Spirit... one resists spiritual knowledge. It wants to flow into humanity. The organ for bringing this about was formed in the forehead at the time of Gabriel. It is now present and wants to be used. This higher knowledge should come into the world under Michael's regency during 400 years. If Gabriel's regency had lasted longer, then this organ would not be able to receive any content and would continue to grow. It would be completed in arabesque detail, and finally a softening of the brain in humankind would occur. However, if no spiritual content enters then, this organ will wither and become a source of illness, even of pestilence. Work of Gabriel, building up from within, work of Michael, radiating in from outside. Already in the womb this organ is being worked on in secret. Gabriel is the angel of secrets. Under Michael, secrets are revealed. Aside from these influences, however, the earth is subject to the forces of the planets in still another way. Aside from the spiritual effects of Michael's sun forces, the earth is also subject to influences from Saturn forces. They work on the same organs. Hence the preference now for everything perceptible to the senses. Orifiel is at work here too. When these two same forces come together in the near future, then the age will become much worse than it is today. The sensory aspect of reality will increasingly step into the foreground. We are called to fight against this under Michael's influence. Our task as pupils of Michael is to develop ourselves spiritually, to use this organ. Thus, esotericism is a mission that should be fulfilled. Esotericism loosens the bodies from one another. The age of Orifiel comes after the Michaelic age, that will be an evil, painful age, in which all the terrible forces of egotism, the hardness, the brutality and lovelessness will be unleashed. A small band of spiritualized souls has the task to allow the pure truth, love and goodness to flow into this painful age and thus to cleanse it and bring the world forward toward the sixth day of creation the dawning of which is now here. Seaweed contains iodine in quantity, which has a specific task in the evolution of humankind. It caused the two bodies, the physical and etheric, which in human beings, who earlier lived in an atmosphere of water and whose etheric bodies were not yet firmly connected with their physical bodies, to unite, especially in the head this iodine was concentrated in the thyroid gland. As soon as this malfunctions, cretinism occurs. An esotericist can see that the etheric head is not entirely moved into the physical head in the case of a cretin. That's the end of record C and the end of that esoteric lesson. The next esoteric lesson was given in Berlin. October 23rd, 1907. Notes from Amelie Wagner. The little chart at the beginning. Again, Michael draws his powers from the Sun. Ariphiel draws his powers from Saturn. Anael draws his powers from Venus. Zachariel draws his powers from Jupiter. Raphael draws his powers from Mercury. Samael draws his powers from Mars. Gabriel draws his powers from the moon. Michael draws his powers from the sun. In November 1879, the Regency of Michael took over from the Regency of Gabriel. It is a sin against the Holy Spirit when one resists spiritual wisdom. Gabriel arranged, evolved, and transformed the human brain so that the human being can now receive this higher science, which should and must come into the world under Micaiah. Had Gabriel maintained his regency longer, then the brains of human beings would have continued developing further in the same direction and would have degenerated into arabesques. If no spiritual content now flowed into these brains that have been changed and prepared, all brains, even those of the simplest farmers, are not as they were before. Then this part of the brain that has been prepared by Gabriel would wither. From this comes sickness that is contagious, plagues, consequences of materialism. Gabriel, angel of secrets. Michael bears light out into the world. Already in the womb, brains are being worked upon. When we observe an object, the object is outside our head. It radiates into our eye, EYE, and creates a mental picture in our brain by means of the image in our eye creating a mirror image in our brain. Only by means of this process can we consciously perceive the object. There's a picture of a, a profile of a head above aiming toward the forehead or three arrows, and next to them it says, effects of Michael's work. He sends the rays of light from above and outside into the brain that has been well prepared. On The left side, kind of lower left, rising diagonally into the head is effects of Gabriel's work. End of picture. When meditating, this object is missing. It should be missing. Therefore, we ourselves must create the thought, the image, the mental picture. If we only daydream about something, then that is the work of the intellect. Through the mental pictures that we create ourselves, the forces of that which we have formed—a picture of—can stream into us, in pure rays. Uh, (Parenthesis quote) In pure rays of light. (Close quote, Close The power that we receive in esoteric lessons, makes it easier for us to produce such pictures, imaginations. The teachings that we get in such lessons we should take up not only with the intellect, but also with feeling in the heart. We should feel them. Under Gabriel, spiritual science was kept secret. He is the angel of secrets. Under Michael, this science should stream out to the public at large. He is the angel of revelation the earth now at regular intervals of time stands under the influence of the earth's saturn forces that is the forces that the earth retained from old saturn on which the first beginnings of our organs were formed the task of saturn consisted in evolving the first seeds for the development of our physical sense organs close parenthesis At regular intervals of time, the earth is subject to the influences of the planets, whose conditions we have evolved through. The forces of Saturn work on our sense organs, which have been developed to a degree never seen before. From this it is understandable that humankind's striving and aspirations are directed in such large measure toward the world of the senses. Arifiel gets his powers from present-day Saturn. In 400 years, he will again come into his regency. When the earthly forces of Saturn then unite with the forces of today's Saturn, conditions on the earth will become much worse. The terrible perversions that we already see in the realm of sexuality will yet become much more widespread. They could not exist at all unless Saturn ruled the earth. The sensory sensual aspect of reality will increasingly move into the foreground in order to fight this when the time comes trained fighters must be found we are called to be trained in order to be able to fight this battle michael needs armies of helpers who will fight on the physical plane what he has already defeated on the astral plane that is the great task that we have to fulfill End of Esoteric Lesson Esoteric Lesson, Hamburg, October 26, 1907 Manuscript from Alice Kinkle The right hand has been formed out of trust and is destined for work. The left hand has been created out of love and is destined for blessing. The right foot is formed out of confidence. The left out of steadfastness. The heart is the center of the body. The secret of vocalization. E it is the middle point of a being and signifies inclination toward. Ah signifies devotion, worship. A, devotion somewhat weakened. O, encompassing a being. Oo, calm, resting in them. The angels of the cycles of time, each of which rules for a certain time, their names are Anael, Samael, Orifel, Uriel, Gabriel, Raphael, Michael. Their adversaries are the multitudes of Mammon, who throw all kinds of hindrances in our way. The masters also have to fight against hindrances of all kinds. The age that Aniel rules is the age of love. When Orifiel comes, he brings the wrath of God. During the age of Orifiel, Christ Jesus will again walk on the earth, but in a very, very different form. We should prepare for this age. We will be reincarnated sooner in order to work in the age of Orifiel. In the Bible, Gabriel is the announcer of birth. Gabriel is the one who prepares the evolving human being. He is the one who prepares. And Michael is the one who causes it to flow out into the world. The human being is interwoven, fragmented, dismembered in the entire cosmos. This is also the meaning of the myth of Dionysus. He is cut into pieces but his heart is saved. Zeus brings it back. The next Esoteric Lesson, given in Berlin on november first, nineteen oh seven. Record A is a manuscript from Günther Wagner, supplemented by Paula Stritzik and Wilhelm Huberschleiden. Record B Notes from the collection of Fred Peppick. Record C Manuscript from Camilla Vondry. Number one in pure thought, you find the self that can last. Number two, if you transform the thought into picture, you can experience the creative wisdom. Number three, if you condense the feeling to light, you reveal the forming power. Number four, if you materialize your will to a being, you create in the world being. Esotericism is on the one hand knowledge and mission. On the other, it is life. The esotericist has obligations to him or herself. In these four verses, everything is contained which can keep an esotericist busy for years into the future. Number 1. Pure thoughts are those that are related not to visible, tangible things such as present-day scientific thought, but rather only to thought, as, for example, the fundamental teachings of theosophy about the constitution of the human being, existence between death and life, evolution of the earth, etc. Pure thoughts give the human being a secure inner confidence. Pure materialistic thinking leads to inner insecurity and nervousness. Meditation leads to a loosening of the astral from the etheric body and the etheric body from the physical. If one of these bodies is loosened too quickly in relation to the others, then deleterious conditions ensue also on the physical level. For example, loosening the ego too quickly leads to nervousness. Unless pure logical thinking is practiced, this loosening, can lead to dangers. The ways of seeing in the astral plane and Devakan plane are fundamentally different from the way on the physical plane, so that upon entry one is at first easily confused. Only the logic of thinking remains the same. Therefore this in particular should be cultivated. One should not think thoughts that are attached to the world of the senses, nor experiment, but rather abstract thoughts that are purely noetic. Logical, pure thought works to strengthen the physical body and make it healthy. It makes the body less receptive to illness. Those who are accustomed to it, for example, mathematicians have less to fear when they visit cholera hospitals. This is the case, however... It is less noticed since the connection is not recognized. In this way, confidence is achieved in all questions of life, both external and internal. Strong people listen only to their inner voice. Weak people, on the other hand, are always listening for advice and suggestions from others. Number two, pure thought should be transformed into a picture, should create a picture. For example, the mental picture of a plant, how it turns its blossoms to the sun in its striving upward. The human being is an upside-down plant. Inwardly pass through the change of the human being into a plant-like being, the gradual transformation of the finer substances of the plant into flesh, absorbing desires, passions and drives. Now, human beings should again become spiritually, that is, consciously, plant-like. Therefore, they must be purified of all dross in the astral body, until they have achieved the stage where they will later be creative themselves through the words that they speak. A further example, imagine the various planets substantially, the moon, for example, as if made of a kind of peat substance or living spinach, that is, a plant-like substance. Within it, lignifications, cork-like or bark-like, as we see in our present-day trees, are present, that correspond to our physical framework of stone. Imagine, too, the condition of the sun as being full of life and spiritual development. Had we remained united with the sun, then we would have spiritualized too quickly. Therefore the sun was expelled. However, if, on the other hand, we had remained as one celestial body with the moon, we would gradually become rigid and ossified. Thus the earth, and with it humankind, maintained an equilibrium. Everything that was created by God was present first as a picture just as painters have a mental picture before their eyes before they bring it to canvas. Number three, if, for example, one feels how the sun is only spirit and creative joy and the moon is a cold, austere, contracting, ossifying force, then the latter will call forth a light appearance that goes from orange through red into brown, while, with the sun, the feeling is concentrated into a light appearance that goes from blue through blue-violet over into red-violet. If this light appearance becomes increasingly intense, then finally forms of beings will appear as bearers of the light and color. They acquire shape and form. Number 4. When the will of human beings, which today is still impure, still very little developed, grows stronger, then human beings will be able to create by means of their will. They will think their way into future realities that do not yet exist, for example, into the Jupiter condition, the future condition of the Earth. Jupiter, Venus and Vulcan are to take take the place of the Earth Imagine oneself very intensely in this creation. And join themselves to the will of the world leadership. Thus they will help with this willing to create the new condition. They will be co-creators in world being. If all of humanity did not want the earth to become Jupiter, then the earth really would not become it. That would be magic, black magic. Bracket. now there's a postscript but with different handwriting. Close bracket. Number one All four bodies of the human being must be developed simultaneously. If, for example, the I capital is loosened too early, the nervousness sets in. The astral body is loosened, but this body must simultaneously be loosed in the etheric body. Logic is valid on all levels. Abstract thinking brings about health. Mathematicians have nothing to fear in epidemics. Strong people listen to the inner voice within. Weak people listen to the advice of others. Number 2. Experience within the striving of the plants toward the sun. But the human being is an inverted plant. Inwardly experience the inversion. In this way the human being is to purify the astral body. Also imagine the various natures of the planets. As God creates, so also the artist brings inner pictures to extend expression. 3. The sun was and is spirit and joy of creation. The moon is cold, rigid and contracting, ossification. Sun from blue through violet to red. Moon from orange through red to brown. Number four, human beings determine the forms through their will. Thus they create. To the extent that human willing becomes purer, humans will develop into the proper way of creation with their increasing strength. End of record A. Record B. In pure thought, you find the self that can last. Thinking in pure thought is the thinking of esoteric pupils when they, for example, think about the origin of the world or of humanity. In this way, what is achieved through meditation and concentration is prepared, a loosening of the four members of the human being, the physical body, the etheric body, the astral body and the eye. If one of these four members is loosened too quickly in relation to the others, then tremendous disharmony and tension appear here on the physical plane. A loosening of the eye that occurs too quickly, for example, creates nervousness. Therefore, at first, the eye should be loosened in the astral body, then the astral body in the etheric, then the etheric in the physical body. This is possible by means of a conscientious study in which the eye first experiences a secure footing at a point of support before a loosening occurs in the astral body because the logic of thought is the same on all levels. It is necessary to first acquire this logic on the physical plane, so as not to come into confusion in the higher worlds. Nevertheless, one should not merely think thoughts that are taken from the sense world, neither should one begin straight away to experiment, but rather one should think abstract thoughts that are purely spiritual. In this way we find ourselves our eye, that can sustain and carry itself in the spiritual. This is the first step in order for us to find ourselves in a purely spiritual realm. After this the pure thought should be transformed into a picture. Transform the thought into picture you will experience creative wisdom. For example one can imagine a plant with its head turned to the sun. On the other hand The human being is an inverted plant. Now one imagines inwardly the transition from plant to human being, how the delicate plant substance is gradually transformed into flesh and thereby drives and passions are absorbed. Then one attempts to become plant again, but mentally conscious, and to purify the astral body of all dross until we have reached the stage where we can create the word. A similar exercise that makes our thinking flexible and lively, through which we transform an abstract idea into a picture, is the following. We imagine a plant, how it grows. Nevertheless we remember that thus it only belongs to Maya. Now we imagine the leaves with a violet-red hue, the stem blue and we also imagine the placement upside down with the flower to the earth and the roots pointed upward. When we properly feel this we will be able to experience ourselves as plant and grow into it and thus grow upward to spiritual heights. For, quote, all imaginations will appear to us in the proper way if we imagine the world within us as Maya, Close quote. It is very good to perform such exercises with animals. Animals have undergone the rotation that human beings have undergone from plant being head downward to human being head upward only halfway. For this reason it stands in the middle between plant and human being, in the horizontal. That is the esoteric significance of the cross, plant, animal and human being are expressed in its three directions. Additionally, one should imagine the various substances of the planets. Old moon is a kind of peat substance or a kind of living spinach, boiled salad, that is, plant substance, within which are many precipitates, cork-like and bark-like, such as we now find in trees. Thereupon, the transition to the sun occurred. If you condense feeling into light, you reveal the power to form. One feels here how the sun was only spirit, creative joy, compared to the moon, which is something cold and contracting. For this reason the moon had to be expelled. By awakening such feelings, one will be able to sense light appearances with the moon that go from orange into red and brown while one can experience blue, blue blue-violet, and red-violet with the sun. If these experiences become intense, then the beings that are the bearers of this light will appear in the colors and acquire forms and shapes. If you materialize your will into being, you are creating in-world being. If the will of the human being, which today is still impure, is cleaned and purified, then the human being will possess the strength of will required to create through it. Through the power of our will we can imagine the planets that have preceded our earth and those which will follow it. To place ourselves squarely within this creating, especially with regard to what concerns future planets, means to give form to our undifferentiated will and to co-create world-being. If, for example, human beings do not will it that Jupiter takes over from the earth, then it will not be able to happen, even though it would be black magic. This is said only to show how powerful and strong the human will is and will become. In these four mantras is given the sequence of steps of higher knowledge. Thus we have the following correspondences. The the first mantra, pure thought, through which we take hold of the I capital. The second mantra, imagination, picture. The third mantra, inspiration, light. The fourth mantra, intuition, being. Thus practiced, they lead the pupil from thinking into substantial being of the spiritual itself. Number one, in pure thought you find the self that can last. Number two, if you transform the thought into picture, you will experience creative wisdom. Number three, if you condense feeling into light, you reveal the power to form. Number four, if you materialize your will into being, you are creating in world being. The end of record B. Record C. We experience the cross when we let the forces of our heart stream forth with all our devotion, first into the hands and arms. In so doing, we imagine the horizontal arms of the cross. Meditative thought, the firm will that our hands should do only what is good and beautiful and will foster humanity. Second, into the feet. The horizontal beam is added to the lower part of the vertical beam. Meditative thought. That we stand firmly only at a place and go only where it is proper, good and beautiful. Third, into the larynx. The cross is completed. Meditative thought, the firm will that we speak only what is right, good, beautiful, and helpful. Fourth, into the brain, with the most intimate will to think only thoughts that are pure and good. Experience the pentagram, and there's a cross, and there's a star. First, the stream from the head to the right foot, then from there into the left hand, further into the right hand, then into the left foot, and then further back to the head. Gradually we must develop, with ourselves, the nature of plant being. We achieve this by approaching the Divine with the greatest devotion, with the will to do the good as naturally as the plant blossoms and gives off its fragrance experience the cross and the pentagram by letting forces stream into our individual members with all our devotion in meditation create pictorial mental representations parenthesis that is the end of that esoteric lesson esoteric lesson given in Basel on November 23rd, 1907 from the manuscript from Alice Kinkle who are the masters? Human beings who have gone the path of human evolution, only faster than other people. Human beings who have an earlier experience of spiritual development and can therefore be leaders. Such a personality was the, quote, unknown man from the highlands, or the great unknown one from the highlands, who worked in various ways. He is called from the highlands because he came from the world above. It was Jesus of Nazareth who worked and lived under the name the Great Unknown One from the Highlands in the 13th and 14th centuries. Johannes Thaler was taught by him. Esotericists must achieve a genuine relationship to the Masters concerning the threefold revelation of Father, Son, and Spirit in the physical world. The world aroma that permeates the universe. Is the revelation of the Father. It is the primal substance. Today we call it odor. We have very little awareness of odor. Taste has revealed itself to us somewhat more. The world light, that is the sun, S O N, the power of life. The world sound, the sound that enlivens and weaves through the world, is the revelation of the spirit, the form. THE MYSTERY OF VOCALIZATION E, the midpoint to which the etheric body strives. A, full of reverence and devotion. A, reserved reverence. O, encompassing, enclosing. U, resting, enveloped. The path of the Indian goes straight up into the astral world. At the beginning, pupils are very helpless on this path. For this reason, the guru's strict instruction is necessary because it is impossible for pupils to correct their own mistakes. Even the perception of facts leads to harsh contradictions in the astral world. In the astral world is only an inner orientation. For example, the colors of objects in that world flame forth out of the objects or beings, then move, streaming, flooding, sounding through space after they have come out of the objects. These colors, odors and sounds then enliven other things. One must learn to experience colors dissolving from flowers. One must think of the colors floating freely in space. This experience leads into the astral world. Dissolving sound so that it sounds forth floating freely in the air leads into the devaconic world. Experiencing aroma as a world aroma leads to the Father. Imagination is the dissolution of color from any object. For this reason, imagination is incredibly important for an esotericist. The end of the esoteric lesson. Next esoteric lessons given in Berlin on November 29, 1907. Record A, notes from Günther Wagner. Record B, manuscript from Camilla Wandry. Record A A current streams through the etheric body in the form of a pentagram, from the point of the eye in the forehead toward feet, from there to the antipodal hands, and from one hand to another through the heart. The currents are bent with the bending of the body and the limbs. The various planets are connected to the various parts of the currents, as indicated. One should think of the planets more as principles that are always at work and on all globes, only on the individual planets in an extraordinary way. The principle, Saturn, the physical foundation, Sun, E-S-U-N, Eternal growth, eternal progress. Moon, arresting, retardation, rigidification. Mars, courage, leading aggressiveness into the life of the senses. Red blood. Mercury, leading out of the life of the senses. Jupiter, liberating of the eye. Venus, devoted in love. The colors indicated correspond to these planets, that is these principles, Saturn, green, Sun, orange, Moon, violet, Mars, red, Mercury, yellow, Jupiter, blue, Venus, indigo. The hexagram corresponds to currents in the astral body, yet this is not to be understood as a line drawing, rather the double triangle is only a cross-section. While the currents in the etheric body form the lines of a pentagram, the hexagram represents the astral body in an entirely different way, not in lines, but rather as a body with surfaces. Close if the figure is rotated around its vertical axis, the real figure emerges, even though the horizontal cross-section does not correspond entirely to a circle, oval. Thus the horizontal lines actually form a surface, the line above at the level of the arms, the other line at the level of the knees. The triangle pointing down has to do with the bodies, astral body moon, etheric body sun, physical body Saturn principle. The other triangle has to do with the higher parts, sentient soul, Mars, intellectual soul, Mercury, and Consciousness Soul, which is only at the beginning of its development, Jupiter. Correspondingly, the colors. One should meditate on these figures and the meaning of their details in order to become conscious of one's real inner life and one's relationship to the cosmos. One will then awaken singular feelings within oneself. The end of Record A. This is record B. The principle of Saturn, parenthesis, Orifiel, green, lead, close parenthesis, the physical foundation, but spiritual. The principle of the sun, parenthesis, Michael, orange, gold, close parenthesis, eternal growth, eternal progress, individual life. The principle of the moon, parenthesis, Gabriel, Violet silver parenthesis arresting retardation, rigidification, appearance in Maya. The principle of Mars, parenthesis Samael, red iron, parenthesis, courage, aggressiveness leading into the life of the senses through red blood, consciousness. The principle of Mercury, parenthesis Raphael, yellow, Mercury. Close leading out the life of the senses, divine intelligence, Holy Spirit. The principle of Jupiter, Zachariah, blue, tin, close liberation of the eye, power, father. The principle of Venus, Anael, indigo, copper. Close Opening in devotion of pure love, love, sun, s o n transition from God to human being mediator the hexagram corresponds to currents in the astral body however it is only a cross-section if the figure were rotated around its vertical axis the real form would emerge whose horizontal cross section would not entirely correspond to a circle the upper surface is to be experienced at the level of the arms the lower surface at the level of the knees. The triangle pointing downward has to do with the physical body. Saturn, moon, astral body, sun, etheric body. Let me read that again. The triangle pointing downward has to do with the physical body, Saturn, moon, astral body, sun, etheric body. The triangle striving upward has to do with the higher parts, sentient soul, Mars, intellectual soul, Mercury, consciousness soul, Jupiter. By meditating intensely on these figures, we acquire knowledge of ourselves and our connection with the macrocosm. The pentagram represents the currents of the etheric body and its connection with the planets. The physical body is connected to all the forces in the universe, it is the middle point of radiation from all the forces of the zodiac. To begin with, the etheric body is connected to the middle point of the earth. The astral body is connected to the middle point of the moon. The eye is not just one point that is gradually united with the physical body through the growth of the front part of the brain and the entry of the etheric body into the area above the root of the nose Rather, there is a second point of it. The line connecting this point changes. The direction of this line points to the center point of the sun. The more the human being develops, the more these two points approach one another. Humans who are evolving must place themselves in this point, that is, outside, and they must learn to look at their body as if looking at something physical external to themselves. For this is, Tat. Tvam Asi, close that redeems the human being from egotism. A lively recalling and experiencing of the mystery of Golgotha and the fact that the superfluous, egotistical blood of humankind flowed there is a help to this end. Meditation should be like sacrificial incense that rises up to the gods. There is then a whole page devoted to the pentagram and there's quite a few details there about colors and the like. I'm not going to read that. It's on page 229 in the book. And then on page 230, again, a complete picture of the hexagram. I will not be reading that. That's the end of that esoteric lesson. This is Esoteric Lesson Given in Munich on December fifth, nineteen 1907. Manuscript from Anna Weissmann. At the start of an esoteric lesson... It is always good to become clear about what an esoteric lesson actually signifies. What we speak of in such a lesson does not actually differ in content from what we hear in an esoteric lesson. Everything that is explained in an esoteric lesson also stands under the influence of those high beings that we call the masters of wisdom and harmony of feeling. However, what we experience in an esoteric lesson stands under the very direct influence of the lofty masters, and is conveyed only with their unmeditated influence and with complete responsibility to them. For this reason, it is not so important that we are given to listen to in an esoteric lesson, excuse me, for this reason, it is not so important what we are given to listen to in an esoteric lesson, as it is important that our souls experience something. What is important is how the soul relates to what flows toward it in terms of spiritual currents. The soul mood, before and after an esoteric lesson, must be very different. And it is not at all essential whether a soul has present in his or her mind what was experienced in an esoteric lesson, but he or she must have the feeling that something was experienced. Something was taken away from the lesson. It must be like an electrostatic machine that is sometimes charged with electricity and sometimes not. The same way one knows one's own name, one must carry in one's soul what one has received in an esoteric lesson. Is it not so that one knows one's name as soon as one is asked, even when one does not always repeat it to oneself? So too, the stream of esoteric life must always rest in the soul. Esoteric life will then always deepen our soul more and more, and this is necessary for the times that are approaching us. All of our culture has its origin in the spiritual world. There the plans are formulated, according to which our lives then unfold on the physical plane. Here below we see only how one event follows after another according to physical laws but the great spiritual causes remain hidden from us to begin with. Events on the higher planes of our existence are what first bring about the physical events. Let us be very clear about this and take an example. A particularly important event occurred in the year 1879 on the astral plane, and indeed in November. And then there's a a chart here showing the war in heaven. From this point in time onward, the esoteric life took an entirely different direction, very different from previous ages. The esoteric stream that lived in humankind since the 14th century was then replaced by a new esoteric stream. The esoteric life from the 14th century until November of the year 1879 unfolded very differently from that in our time. At that time, all esoteric life took place in complete silence and seclusion from the external world and matured in isolation toward that year 1879, under the guidance of a lofty spiritual being, the Archangel Gabriel. Gabriel signifies annunciation, prophecy. For this reason, the Archangel Gabriel also has the role of the messenger in the Gospels. Under his leadership, the spiritual life matured quietly, well protected, and hidden as a child in the womb. And in November of the year 1879, there occurred on the astral plane something very similar to a birth. What had slowly matured since the 14th century could now be carried forth into the world in an unrestrained way, if only for a minority of human beings. Readers aside, I was mistaken. This is not concerning the war in heaven. My apologies. End of readers aside. The rulership of Gabriel was replaced by another archangel under whose leadership we now stand, the archangel Michael. He is the radiant sun that esoteric wisdom lets shine forth in a small band of people. Under the rulership of Gabriel it remained hidden and materialism developed in external life. However, we must not look upon materialism as something evil, for it is a part of the divine plan of creation, and has a purpose and destiny in the universe. But now the time has come under Michael's radiant leadership, in which the esoteric sun should shine brightly. For the dark powers of materialism are getting the upper hand. The radiant leadership of Michael will again be replaced by a dark, horrible age that will begin around the year 2400. Already today, simultaneously with Michael, a dark god has entered into his rulership, the god Mammon. For esotericism, Mammon is not only the god of money. He is much more the leader of all vile, black powers. And his hordes attack not only human souls, but also the physical bodies of humans, in order to gnaw away at them and to ruin them. People speak of bacteria a lot more today, not because they know more about them, but because bacteria have taken on a very special form today. And in the future they will get the upper hand in a terrifying way. When that black age approaches, then fraternal war will rage in a gruesome way, and poor human bodies will waste away terribly afflicted by diseases and plagues. The stigma of sin will be impressed on human bodies, visible to everyone. Then another angel will have the rulership, Orithiel. He must come in order to shake people up through gruesome tortures to their true destiny. And in order for this to take place in the proper way, a small band of people must be prepared today so that then in four to six hundred years in the Black Age they can spread esoteric life and lead humankind. Those today who under Michael's regency feel the impulse within themselves to take part in spiritual life are called to serve the Archangel Michael and to learn under him so that they will one day be mature enough to serve also the formidable Orifiel in the proper way. A sacrifice is required of those who wish to consecrate themselves to a higher life. We should receive the spiritual life and want to experience an awakening only with the understanding that in exchange for it we later will apply ourselves, our will, everything, only in the service of humankind. In four to six hundred years, that little band of people that is being prepared today will serve the god Orifel, so that humankind is saved. If in that age such people wanted to take over the spiritual leadership who had not been prepared to stand firmly in all storms and defy the hordes of mammon, then they would not be able to serve the archangel Oriphael in the right way and humankind would not be raised up out of its misery. However, so that this happens, we must work today with all earnestness in order to fulfill our tasks at that time in the right way. However, when the dark powers are raging most horribly, then the brightest light is also shining. Arifiel has already occupied the regency once, that was at the time when Christ appeared on the earth. At that time, all over the earth, evil powers of ruin and decadence ruled. And only with gruesome means was it possible to shake the human race awake. Oriphael is called the angel of anger who purifies humankind with a strong hand. The Bible story of Christ swinging the lash to purify the temple of money changers has a profound meaning. At that time, when it was darkest on the earth, the Christ appeared as the Savior of humankind. A hundred and nine years after Christ appeared, the regency of Oriphiel was at an end and was replaced by Anael. Then Zachariah followed, then Raphael. During the time of the Renaissance, Samael ruled, and then Gabriel from the 16th century until November 1879. Then Michael assume the regency, and around the year 2400, Uriel, the terrible angel of anger, will again assume the leadership. And then, as once before, the spiritual light will also shine brightly and radiantly in the darkness. Christ will again appear on the earth, although in a form different from the past. We are called to receive Him, to serve Him. If you, my brothers and sisters, let live within you what thus streams into your souls in terms of spiritual life, so that it echoes in your meditations, then you will have the proper fruit. You should let what you have received continue to work, to echo in your meditations. While you are doing that, the spiritual powers of the world are streaming into you. Spiritual currents are always flowing through the world. They come from the great masters of wisdom and harmony of feeling. The masters are constantly pouring forth streams of love and wisdom over humankind, but human souls are not always prepared and open to receive. However, the words of meditation are words of magic that open the gates of the soul so that divine life can pour in. For this reason, one should not merely speculate about these words with the intellect, but rather open the soul for powers that are higher than merely intellectual powers. If one speculates with the intellect, then only those forces become active that are already present within one. But higher powers are supposed to awaken. With one's meditations, one should not want to solve riddles, but rather let riddles be solved by them for they are far wiser than the intellect ever can be. For this reason one should let them completely work on one and receive what they cause to flow into the soul. One should let them live entirely within the soul. The words of meditation are not thought up through speculation, but are born out of the laws of the spiritual world. Something very special lives in every vowel, the vowels have a specific sound value, and not one has the same value. And just as the soul feels the effects of the sounds, so too it should also devote itself to the pictures conveyed by the words. When meditating, one should be as far away as possible from abstract thoughts. One should strive to think as concretely as possible. Let us take a meditation formula that almost all of you know, In Pure Rays, with the first line, In Pure Rays of Light. One can more or less imagine pale, shining moonlight that represents the gentle light of God flooding creation. This image should live very clearly and intimately in the soul with the words, In Pure Rays of Light shines the God of the world. Then the lines follow. In pure love to all beings, raise the divinity of my soul. Now we seek to permeate entirely the gentle moonlight with our love. We seek to pour it into ourselves, so that through the warmth of our own love, the gentle light begins to radiate, and in the flood of rays we feel God in our souls glowing. With the following words, I rest in the divinity of the world. We seek to imagine the divine spirit is flowing all around us. We can feel ourselves as if in a lukewarm bath, entirely embedded within divine substance that encompasses us entirely as a mild, lukewarm bath. I will find myself in the divinity of the world. With these words, We can think of a distant lighthouse that is shining to us and permeate ourselves with the feeling that we will find our own self in the divine. However, it is not only the pictures that live in the soul during meditation that draw us toward the divine and open the gates of the soul. A deep wisdom and lofty divine life are also put into the vowels it is not a matter of indifference which vowels sound in the soul let us consider the vowel e the e always expresses a centralization a striving toward a center ah signifies something entirely different it is an expression of inner worship of the divine the e strives toward the center of the universe while the ah Remains distant and bows in worship before the Most Holy. Let us consider our meditation in German in this light, in pure rays of light, German, in den reinen Strahlen des Lichtes. In the first E of the German text, the soul strives toward the divine center. In A, it falls back in devotion. And in the second E, it again hurries toward the divine. I'll read that again in the German. Forgive my German. In den reinen Strahlen des Lichtes. Okay, now in the second line we have E. English, shines the God of the world. In German, er glänzt die Gottheit der Welt. The A represents a weakened awe. The worshipful devotion of a is transformed into A in reticent devotion. The human being in holy awe does not dare to approach God. However, in the O following, the soul hurries to encompass entirely the divine with holy love and ardor. The O always expresses a loving embrace. Er glänzt die Gottheit der Welt. In the following line, in Pure Love to All Beings, In der reinen Liebe zu allen Wesen, the E leads the soul again directly into the divine center, then in A radiates the God of my soul. Er strahlt die Göttlichkeit meiner Seele the soul again becomes all adoration. And as the shy reverence of the A in the second line was transformed into an intimate embrace of the divine, so here in the fourth line, the full, warm, reverential worship of the A is weakened into a shy, wanting to embrace, that hardly dares to touch the divine. In the fifth line, I rest in the divinity of the world, Ich ruhe in der Gottheit der Welt. The U predominates. It always expresses a resting, an embedded quality. Now the soul is blessed rest. Excuse me. Now the soul in blessed rest is melded together with the divine into one. In both of the two last lines, the E always returns. I will find myself in the divinity of the world. Ich werde mich Selbst in der Gottheit der Welt. At the conclusion, the soul is constantly led deeper into the divine center of the world. This is one point of view, how one can understand the meditation, and a small part of the deep wisdom that rests within. It would be confusing if I wanted to tell you what kind of deep secrets are still hidden within. There is no letter and no sign contained within that does not have a deep, deep meaning. Thus sounded the divine word of creation when it once caused the universe to come into being. You once heard it sounding, but your souls were not yet aware of it. At that time you descended from the Spirit, and you will return back there in full consciousness. Born out of the Spirit, living in an earthly body, through the power of the Spirit you will return to the Divine Spirit of the world. E, striving toward the center. A, worship. E, shy reverence. O, embracing. E, shy touching. O, resting in God. That is the end of that esoteric lesson. It is also the end of this section of the book. And the next uh, part of this the next section will begin with the esoteric lessons of 1908